welcome to the Fit Vegan Podcast, the show where we help you optimize your health, fitness, and mindset on a whole food plant-based lifestyle. My name is Maxim Sigoy. I am a former triathlete, powerlifter, bodybuilder, and basketball player, and I've been vegan for over nine years. I'm also the founder and CEO of Fit Vegan Coaching, which has helped over 500 vegans from 20 different countries to completely transform their bodies and their health. I'm excited for you to hear today's episode. Let's get into the show. All right. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Fit Vegan Podcast. Today, I am joined by a Fit Vegan superstar, Faye. Faye, how are you doing today? Good, thanks. Great to be here. Yeah, I'm excited we get to chat and and dive into your journey because um, I was looking at pulling up your stats before the podcast and you've uh, exceeded your weight loss goal that you that you came in for. Mm-hmm. Um, first place I always start with everyone is a little background uh, as to who you are and kind of like what you do for a living so that mm-hmm. other people can understand that uh, you have other obligations in your life besides working out and meal prepping all day. <laughs> yes. Yeah, although not as as many obligations as some of the other, uh, you know, from the podcast I've been listening to, like night shift workers and nurses and moms. I'm very fortunate. I am a a business owner, uh, so I do have the responsibility of of that. However, I um, it's just myself, my partner, and our dog, so I don't have you know children to cook for or, or tidy up after. So I definitely have a lot of more free time than parents would but um being a business owner and in ops as well like so you're you're sort of uh supporting your teams you know we have three locations here in in Canada and one in the states so that included a good bit of travel for me when I first started the program with you I was traveling in the states a lot so there was there my own hurdles I had um the I guess it's as you know yourself it's like bittersweet being uh your own manager per se so like yeah you have to get everything done but that actually um sort of allows me some flexibility too on like when I can go to the gym you know like I can choose on some of my days to start my work day and then nip to the gym when it's a quieter time there you know and then get back to my work day so I am very fortunate um I do obviously have long days and long commitments and you know some some weekend working and, and evening working and stuff like that but yeah, I, you know, once you decide to do something, um, you find the time to fit your workouts and, and your meal preps in. And the longer you do it, and the more determined you are to stick to the plan, the mm. easier it gets to fit those things in. They just become part and parcel of my week um, and get quicker. Like the more confident you get at meal prep or at going to the gym, like the less time is actually spent doing that. Yeah, well, I, I, I want to dive into the entrepreneur thing for a bit. Um, it does give you the flexibility that, yeah, if you want to go to the gym midday and not go at five or 6 PM when the gyms are crowded, with a mm-hmm. bunch of people that all the machines are taken. Um, but on the flip side, your brain never turns off and you have a lot of employees to deal with, which like, mm-hmm. it doesn't stop once you're done work. So yep. the stressor is I, in my opinion, greater, but the freedom kind of outweighs it that yeah. you can do the meal prep. You can cook your food. If you're working from home, you can go to the gym when absolutely the gym is there. more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was nervous when I first started the program, um, because it was my first time doing a lot of travel with work mm-hmm. and, uh, I kept thinking, oh, I'll start it next month when I'm not traveling. And then I listened, uh, to some of your podcasts and you know um it's never going to be the perfect time to start right so it's like what am I 
What am I waiting for? I know I want to do it. I'd already made my mind up that I wanted to do it. I was like just kicking the can down the line a little. And actually, I think it was a, you know, a fortunate start for me in hindsight, because I learned some of the trickier things straight off the bat. Like I learned, um, and, it, you know, I was spending a lot of time in the States where it's not very vegan friendly. Some of the places I was staying at, um, I was completely vegan uh, before joining fit vegan too it's an ethical stance for me um mm -hmm. but i hadn't got the whole food uh plant-based thing nailed um so yeah the travel was actually kind of fortunate and, and for my first few months uh with yourself and my coach nicole i opted to do the home workouts um just to kind of like ease ease into it because i had a lot of gear at home here my partner and i have that so um i started with that but actually by doing the travel and going to hotel gyms um and like learning uh the exciting like basically finding the equipment and finding it less and less daunting and being coached through how to go to the gym instead because yeah. I always like the gym but more classes you know like uh attending like a boot camp class or like um I was you know uh, the orange theory gym for a while like so you're not kind of le ever left to your own devices too much so that yeah. was a good learning yeah, so traveling at early on in the program, I think actually made me understand that I could achieve the like my targets with all this uh, sort of out of control um, surroundings, you know, and how how you can make those good choices and like win the next meal and and everything as well, and and just you know kind of actually honestly gave me the confidence and um, to to really be quite particular when I was in those situations and like to speak up and to ask for what you want and you know to say for example when you're ordering in a restaurant to be specific about what you do want which I would have kind of not wanted to cause too much fuss beforehand and yeah just kind of working with you guys gave me the confidence to um to know that that's possible and you can really kind of hit 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 those targets wherever you're at yeah well that's beautiful that shows a lot of um your mindset because you took this challenge that potentially some people would have used as a reason to not stay on track. You took it as an opportunity to learn and be like, great, I'm learning in it. Like it's starting and everything's happening. Mm -hmm. And I have to like learn to, to start to master this process. Um, and I think that's huge. And I think that's why you've been able to be successful. Right. Mm -hmm. I always say yeah. the mindset part is what's going to determine if someone succeeds or not. Um, sure. and I always believe everyone's journey is perfect. Um, it is meant to be the way that it's meant to be. So whatever obstacles show up in your fat loss journey, whatever habit you need to conquer, whatever things show up, they're there to teach you something because there's something you need to deal with in order to progress. Um, and then it's up to us to choose. Do we see it as an obstacle or a learning opportunity? And you took it as a learning opportunity and look where you're at now. Right. And just for the, for the people listening, you, you came in want to lose 20 to 25 pounds, you're down 27.6 pounds. Mm -hmm. When was the last time you were at the 119 mark? Uh, I don't know. Um, I know the last time I fit into my jeans was about like there's this one pair of jeans that have haunted me <laughs> through the last six years. Uh, I bought them when I first moved to Canada, and I fit in them then, <laughs> and yeah. that was nine years ago. So I, I'm back there, my regular jeans that I'm wearing all the time now, and they were always the ones that only once in a blue moon I could I could zip it zip up comfortably. So I guess it's probably been about eight or nine years since I've been that I don't know if I was even that light when I last fit into them. I think I was probably a little heavier, but just different in shape too. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's, that's a good one for me. And it's, it's still strange to acknowledge that I'm at a goal weight because that's not, 
like the norm for me it's like I get close and then something happens and then I'm I'm very good at losing weight I always have been but I'm also equally good at you know not maintaining correctly so that's what I'm really excited for now with this section of the program is to uh I'm going to start reverse dieting um with coach Nicole uh in about a week's time then my my next month is going into that so um that will be really yeah yeah and so I'm so I'm thrilled I'm here through till June to to really get that part nailed because that's what I'm I think another area that I really need to to focus on and grow and just concentrate on on learning um how to maintain instead of just going up and down all the time yeah yeah I feel that we're as humans especially when it comes to fat loss we're really good at the pursuit um, but the, the maintenance part, the keeping, the keeping the goal, the state of joy or happiness or whatever, or you want to call it, um, is really challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of times it does, yes, it does come down to potentially more like a, a systematic thing, like reverse dieting, right? There's a system to get you to a place where your metabolism is, is sped up, but also a big part is a mindset thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, I've reached my goal holy shit, I'm someone that reaches their goal. Dang, am I really someone that reaches their goal? No, I'm probably going to sabotage it at one point, right? And then the weight comes back on and we, like you said, life happens, you get close to it, but then you fall way back and you're constantly trying to get back to this place. We're not used to like living in success. I think it's the best way to put it. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. And I'm trying to like get some some tools in place because I'm already nervous about, you know, saying goodbye to you guys, even though I have several more months left. So I've been using like fitness pal and things. And I think one of the realizations I had too was like I've tracked food so many times before in the past, but never really paid that much attention to protein. And then the first week I went out on my own. Um, mm-hmm. So I was given the guidelines for my, yeah. like I was still calorie deficit. I was 1400 a day and 80 grams protein, right? So it was like, I picked my favorite meals from the past couple of meal prep um menus that you guys had created and started plugging them into fitness pal and realized I was not meeting the protein by just picking Mm -hmm. the fit, you know, so going back over that. And I think that's definitely new information, you know, like losing weight, it wasn't new information for me. Um, but just having different things to focus on, not just calories or in my past, like those point systems. Right. Um, so, you know, you don't really ever learn, like I, I know like portion control, of course, you know, like calorie deficit for sure, but um focusing on on actually feeling really full and feeling strong when you are going to do your workout, that fits new, newer for me or new for me. Yeah. I think I'll the take pro- that into maintenance, you know, because it makes sense. It works. I understand it. And yeah. I can tell when I haven't hit protein. Like if I'm traveling and I'm not, you know, I'm eating salads everywhere I go and there's not a tofu inside or anything like that. Like you can totally feel it after a few, just a couple of days even. So yeah, your, your muscle tone starts to go down. You don't feel as strong. Um, yeah. Pro- protein is a tricky one. Um, and I think like, just even with time, I think you, it's, you always have to have an awareness of it, especially when the goal is body composition. If the goal is health, you don't really need to worry about it. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to look a specific way, then, then you need to, um, I've been, say, tracking my food, transforming my body for 17 years now. Um, Mm -hmm. And if I just let myself eat for the day because I'm in between meetings, I'm between recordings, and I'm just eating food, I will hit half the amount of protein that I'm supposed to eat, right? So, like, even I have to make a conscious effort to be like, okay, like, if I have this here, I can have less of this, but 
to make everything match at the end of the day. So it's yeah. always a little bit of an effort, even after, you know, 10 plus years of doing it. So it is important to have a constant awareness of it. Yeah, for sure. And that's uh, probably my biggest takeaway that I'm going to go into maintenance with. I'm so excited too to get the extra calories. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a good feeling. I was only thinking today, like I've been in a deficit for about six months now. It's it's exciting to start to think about. It's nervous, nerve wracking as well, though. Like that's you know, oh my gosh, is is it going to all get undone? Um, but I took completely trust the program and trust you guys. So I know that's not the case, but there is that little niggle in the back of your mind that you get nervous about increasing, increasing the intake, you know? Yeah. Well, it's actually, it's funny you say that I just recorded a podcast with another member, um, Dr. Nancy, which I think is the episode that's out before yours. So for the people listening, um, she's 68 years old, um, did her reverse dieting had the same fears, right? If you've listened to a lot of the episodes with members, all of them were scared of reverse dieting, right? It doesn't make, it doesn't make sense to us. How am I going to eat more food and not gain weight? Right? Mm -hmm. Because more food is associated with weight gain immediately. Uh, But it works. We've done it hundreds of times. You've listened to episodes of people. (laughs) You'll be fine. You'll do great. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, I, I, I like to ask you, I'm always intrigued by, how do I say this? I love helping people transform and change, Mm -hmm. right? Not only physically, but mentally. But a lot of times, the thing that makes us change mentally, according to Tony Robbins and all the great people in the space, is when there's enough pain, then we change, right? If there's not enough pain, then we have no reason to change. Um, So I'm curious, like, what was your pivotal moment that led you to be like, okay, I'm going to reach out to Maxim and I'm going to do this. I'm going to take on this transformation. Um, Well, when I first went vegan, I'm very fortunate. My mom was, was vegan before I went vegan. So she was instrumental. Yeah. So, so it's great. And she'd be very vegetarian for a a lot longer uh, as well. So was not really into, and still is not, she's not into like meat replacements, you know? Mm. And so when I first went vegan, I was, uh, I was living in Canada. She's, she's living in Ireland, but we would talk a lot about meals. She cooks pretty much everything herself. So I started my vegan journey like that. Um, but then it, because it being an ethical choice, like I wasn't concentrating or focusing on the health side of the food. And mm-hmm. I would, um, you know, vegan junk food started to creep in then and uh, meat replacements and stuff because I like the taste of them. Like they, and I did miss like a burger or whatnot. Um, so I guess for me, I started you know, I, I've always liked working out. I always go to different gym classes, but I don't really self-guide. I, I used to find the gym boring. Now I, I don't at all. Can come back to that one later, but I, I find it super satisfying now, but I would be just at a, a loss. So I would sign up for a class or I went to Orange Theory for a couple of years and I loved it. Um, and I love the feeling of being stronger and I love the feeling of, uh, you know, weight work, like lifting, lifting weights. But I never really saw body composition. Like I definitely lost weight, but I never actually felt like I got strong. So I've been, you know, then COVID hit, gyms closed, started doing a lot of home workouts and um, really enjoyed when I got dumbbells, like really enjoyed them and actually saw more of a change, you know, with that than I had with Orange Theory, even though I was, I thought giving so much more effort when I was doing that. So anyway, long story short, I, I knew that the part that was wrong was was getting it all right together. I can work mm-hmm. out. I love doing that. I'll happily do it five or six times a week. Um, I like cooking, but trying to fit them 
in it always felt like I would get one part of it right and not the other um so I decided to to go and find a coach you know I have coaches in different aspects of my life I'm a big believer in that and I said okay I'm going to find someone that can piece all this together for me uh thought it might be like sort of a self-guided program or something didn't know what I was looking for and actually went online to find that and you know I had been to local gyms and stuff and I I I just feel if you're not vegan people like if a coach is not vegan themselves I really think a lot of them don't believe that they can get you to your goals on a vegan diet so I had a bit of that um and then I found a couple of people online that were doing something similar to what you were doing but what stood out about your program was the fact that it was the whole food plant-based not using the meat substitutes and it was just something I knew I wanted to do I knew I wanted to get more involved with that um and then it boiled down to do I take a nutrition course or do I do this course and that was a decision I had to make because I wanted to get it uh, you know was considering getting um a plant-based nutrition certificate which I still might do because I, I do find all that interesting um but yours appealed to me more because instantly it was sort of everything I wanted uh put together in in one program with the support and then also uh my understanding when I started reading more about it was that I would learn a little bit about the nutrition like it would be a step in the right direction to start that so I guess there was nothing that really wasn't one big turning point for me it was I guess over the last five or six years going up and down and up and down a closed size, you know, every, every few months, maybe dieting for a vacation or for a, to fit into an outfit for a wedding or whatever, but not sort of doing it long-term. And I was just getting really tired of repeating it, mm -hmm. <laughs> just repeating the same thing, like every six months. So, yeah. um, yeah, so I guess that was the pain point. And then that was a very long-winded answer. Sorry. But then that's how I that found was, you. Yeah. It's perfect. Right. Like, there's one thing for like for summers for weddings you don't have to get ready if you stay ready right yes yeah and, and that's basically what we do when we do the fat loss and the reverse dieting because then you eat a ton of food and you sustain it and then you're constantly ready right yeah. until you choose to attack another goal whatever that may be um i love that you share that the ethical vegan you started off like right and then kind of went into like the burger and a bit more like junk food vegan mm. i see this so often there's so many ethical vegans that, and I, and I get it. I love the animals as well, but then they neglect their own body by eating vegan yeah. junk food. So it's like, you can help them and help you at the same time. Like it's a thing <laughs> you can actually yeah. do both at the same time. Um, but I'm happy you took that. I'm happy you took that step and actually talking about education. I'm curious, like, what are the things that you've learned when, when you came in? Because I always I always pride myself in in education being a massive part of the program because you need to have an understanding of why you're what you're doing and why you're doing it so that once you're out you're well equipped right and I know that you're once you're finished reverse dieting you'll know how to do the whole thing and it mm -hmm. is nerve wracking when you leave right it's like you end school and then you go into the marketplace and it's kind of like oh, yeah. I have all this knowledge but you know I've never implemented it by myself yet um, at least you got some practice there but. Uh, what what are the things that you've learned that were kind of game changers for you in terms of like nutrition, training, transformation? I guess, well, first off, the first month, um, I had to learn to give myself a break a little bit too, you know, because it it did feel very overwhelming in the first month. Um, and that was probably more the meal prep, which is weird because I thought the gym side of things would have been more of a novelty or, or more learning curve for me. Um 
but the I guess my biggest learning is just how to balance it all out like how you can fit this in like how actually meal prep is takes less time than cooking as you go every day there's actually yep. less food waste there's less time spent in the kitchen less um, dishes less dishes and you feel so satisfied when you have a great meal prep afternoon and you're just like sorted, you know, it's not this like, what's for dinner tonight? Oh, I know. I can tell you what's for dinner for the next four nights, actually. Yeah. And so that was good learning like that, that, you know, to the realization that that's actually time effective. Um, for me, I think starting to and I didn't I didn't pay attention to anything that I was eating. I just ate exactly what I was told to eat. Like I didn't sort of until um six months in, which I know is quite late. I know a lot of people branch out and make make their own meal plans sooner than that on the program, but I just enjoyed everything. I just picked my favorite ones and I would just, it would just keep, and I am that kind of person too. I can eat the same few things on repeat if I really enjoy it. So when you give the two different meal plans, like two for a month, I would often just pick one and eat that for the four weeks because there was so much variety within that week that mm. it was, it was great for me. Um, so I guess more recently I've started learning as I said about the protein and just like managing your your uh, the other nutrients too not just looking at calories um overall and then which I hear every single person on this pod say but I will repeat it isn't it great how little cardio you have to do yeah. <laughs> it's like everybody's like expecting to have to do hours and hours of cardio every week and I do my one spin class on my Wednesday evening love it absolutely I've always enjoyed that but used to be trying to do a lot more and like that's tons for the week you know I throw a, a walk or a hike in at the weekend as well for fun but my um that was really interesting too like how how my body composition changed quite quickly with very little cardio whilst before I was definitely one of those cardio queens that was like concentrating on getting a lot of that in every day. Mm -hmm. it, it, it is a combination of your nutrition and the weight training, right? Mm -hmm. The weight training is simply there to shape your body. The nutrition is mm -hmm. there to reveal it. And the cardio is just an extra tool for us to obviously we want to keep some cardio for heart health, but mm -hmm. it's just an extra tool to help us create a slight additional deficit. So it's, yeah, it, most people do a lot of cardio. So cardio queen is a term that has come up often on the podcast. Mm -hmm. um, but if you don't eat properly, you can do as much cardio as you want. You'll never be able to burn through what you're consuming, right? It's nearly impossible. Yeah. And it's tiring, to be honest, to do that. And it's yeah. kind of productive. If you go for a one hour run, um, guess what happens after? You're hungry, right? So you're more likely to overeat yeah. after. So right. yeah, try, trying to minimize it. Um, you, you shared how much you love strength training, um, which is something that I hear very often from, from people uh, after they've been in the program. A lot of people, when they start like, I don't like strength training, it's not my thing. I'm like, once you get good at it and you start to see like how coordinated and how strong you can be, there's a difference. So what was it for you that kind of shifted that made you love strength training versus before? Um, well, I was doing my home workouts for the first two months, as opposed to getting um, gym designed workouts. And then I went uh, traveling at work, stayed in a hotel, uh, used their hotel gym and realized I could lift a lot heavier than the dumbbells that I owned at home in the apartment. I was like, whoops, okay, so it's time to go some, like either buy more equipment or go and I wanted to go to the gym I wanted that to become part of my routine so um for me that was really cool because I saw myself like progress to like outgrow 
what we did have here in the house. So that was really fun because that was like a first little win for, for the weights. And then it's kind of nice for once to have, um, cause my goals have always been weight related, like weight loss related. Yeah. Whilst now it's like, Oh, cool. I got to like go up in reps or got to go up in weight. And it's like an extra level of satisfying. Right. You know, like uh, it's different again than like, oh, I just, you know, I burnt more calories in my spin class or, I, you know, I went a little faster. It's uh, it's different. It's more um, it's more obvious when, when you when you get those wins and you, you get stronger. Um, so that's that's probably my favorite thing about the weight training. It's also like it's amazing how short a time you can spend in the gym as well. So like my first week of a new uh, workout plan I'll obviously take a little longer but the videos are there to help and I actually usually look at the videos before I go to bed the night before so I know what because I, I, I go usually early in the morning to the gym or or later in the morning but I work first um, and I I loved like kind of just knowing ahead of time what I was going to do uh, getting to the gym and tackling it that way and actually as I've progressed through I'm actually using less of the machines and more of the free weights because I really yeah. enjoy that I also enjoy that you don't have to wait for a machine to be free <laughs> yeah um, which is really satisfying so for, yeah for the for the weight training it's like incredible in half an hour like that you can achieve so much like I'd say I spend less than an hour in the gym with with uh, with them um, my walking on the treadmill or a light job do my uh, exercises do some stretching and go and I'd say I'm 50 minutes uh, in the gym and it, the gym is a 10 minute walk from my house so I'm really fortunate I can fit it in pretty much in an hour there and back which is also really satisfying yeah it's all about being efficient right like yeah you like you mentioned you were exercising before putting in a lot of effort like I'm I'm very confident that you're sweating way more in an orange theory class than you are in your workouts for uh, sure but you've been able to transform your body better. Yeah. And at first when you're doing the weight training and not as much of the cardio and you're not seeing the sweatiness um, and you're not like, you know, uh, doubled over trying to catch your breath after your gym workout. I was like, am I, am I doing this right? You know, but then the results, the results come pretty quick to reassure you that you are. And to your point, if you've the nutrition down and you're shedding the fat at the same time, it's, it's pretty satisfying. I would like to say that I did not, feel like I lost enough weight in the first two weeks of the program too that was one of the other things I learned um because again previously I would have been in like a, a point system right and like you probably yeah. had a lot of really water and my weighing scales also wasn't like body fat percentage it was just pure like weight so I'm loving mm -hmm. the I'm loving the fact that's something that's definitely was completely new to me with fit vegan was actually looking at my body fat percentage um and that's all I'm going to look at moving forward now like that's my my favorite thing right because you can go up and down and wait for sure but that's that's just such a, a a good um just a good proper gauge on where where you're actually at so uh for the first few weeks um I think you know I was eating so much food on the first month um which I know is intentional right like so that no one feels hungry but I wasn't used to eating that much I really genuinely did struggle to eat it and I like like I'm I like big portions like I'm I'm you know, I do love a big dinner, but it was just, it was hard to fit it all in. Um, and uh, not seeing the weight go down, I was a bit skeptical for the first few weeks. I was like, shoot, like, is this, like, you know, maybe, maybe. and then I, I listened to one of your podcasts, it scared me. I remember telling you that on a group call about a, a woman who had to like reverse diet for like six months before she could see like results. Cause you know, we yeah. just screw up our, we screw up our metabolism. And I was like, that's me. I'm after doing this to myself over the last few years, you know? So, but then once it started, once like the weight started, 
to to come off it just steadily just kept coming off and it didn't feel as restrictive as any of the other times I'd lost weight so that was good yeah well I appreciate sharing that the, the first week is always an adjustment right because we there's a theoretical number we can start you at and then there's the reality of where your body is at so we kind of we kind of like start you at somewhere where we think you would be a good place because if we do a massive deficit from the start, um, yeah, you're going to mm -hmm. lose weight, but two things, you're going to lose more muscle mass. So body composition won't be as great. And second, further down the line in the fat loss, we'll have to go even lower on calories. Right. Yeah. Compared to, um, yeah, it's, it's always funny to me that people say that, uh, you know, they like, I really love eating food. I'm like, I promise you, you're going to be full on the first month. And you're like, we oh, don't understand. Yeah. I like eating. I'm like, all right. And then they come back, like you just said, and like, yeah, it was a lot of food. <laughs> I didn't think I would be able to eat all of this. Yeah, for sure. That's why I'm excited about climbing up in the calories also to have, uh, you know, just different, different um, food, you know, different options, like maybe yeah. some more like nuts and seeds and things like that. I'm excited for. Um, but also like, cause like what eating, how frequently that we eat, on the meal plan too like i don't need a huge meal each time i you know i'm kind of excited to have uh, different things um so i guess lower calorie density or high, higher calorie density foods i guess higher yeah <laughs> yeah um that's exciting you know because they're all the foods that i would have and have for years as like bad foods in my head which isn't isn't right you know and that's why i'm here to to learn how to incorporate those so with the extra calories like to be able to add in all those kind of things like that's that's going to be really nice over the next few months. Yeah. You'll be almond butter, ban more bananas, dates, mm -hmm. mangoes, right? All the stuff that's higher in calorie. I've had someone say, um, I never ate bananas or dates because I thought they were bad foods because they're really high in calorie. Um, they're good for you. They taste delicious. Yeah. You should have yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm curious, like besides, um, besides like losing the weight, was there, was there any other changes that you've noticed? in yourself, right? It could be, it could be psychological. Um, it could be physical. It could be like, obviously like being able to fit in the pants. Like what are differences that you've noticed since, since losing the weight and cleaning up your nutrition? Um, sleep, uh, definitely sleeping a lot better. Uh, physically, like you go to bed mentally tired a lot, but maybe not, you know, as physically tired as you should be. So definitely getting better rest and being able to like shut my brain off a bit better as well because of course as along with the nutrition um and the exercise we're also doing other healthy habit buildings right so we're you know doing our our uh, reading or listening each day you know so I, i've always enjoyed that but it's making me make sure i get a, a bit of that in every day along with the meditation so i think that's really helpful with them um, a restful night's sleep as well um yeah any differences in, in, in strength and energy? I definitely think um, after a good night's sleep, waking up and excited to go to the gym is great. That's definitely something that's new. It's not so much a dread anymore. Uh, of course, I'm feeling stronger. Um, you know, that just goes out saying. And sometimes <laughs> sometimes I lift the dumbbell of how much weight I lost. That's fun. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, I was carrying this around. <laughs> <laughs> I was like thinking like I hiked, like, you know, I used to hike carrying this dumbbell like on me. That's crazy. Um, so yeah, definitely feeling like I've more energy like that too. Um, yeah, I think sleep, energy, just uh I guess it also 
um, being more open to to trying different things, you know, like less nervous to say uh, no to like a, an outdoor activity with a group of friends and stuff like that, right? Because I know I can keep up and I know I can, mm-hmm. you know, um, not be be slowing everybody down. That's nice. Just like a bit of confidence. I'm not sure I ever was that slow when it came to things like that, but just the you know the confidence is is definitely improved. Um, and then of course like new clothes everybody says it you know like oops I had to buy those new clothes but um it is it is nice to just feel that like I mean at the end of the day I did get into doing this course because I wanted to learn a little bit more but like you know obviously a huge part of that is wanting to look better too it's not you know if you're if, if we're I'm being honest, honest. Course, <laughs> like, yeah so like definitely it just feels nice to feel good in your clothes yeah I yeah. love what you said about hiking with a dumbbell. I think it's something everyone should try to do an activity that they previously done that was a uh, physical with the mm-hmm. weight that they lost. Um, you feel a significant, like it's crazy that you were able to hike with that excess yeah. weight. Right? Yeah. And you, and you still can, but it just goes to show like how we tend to sometimes live in, not necessarily in discomfort, but a little bit of discomfort. And we kind of just get accustomed to it and get used to it. And we're like, ah, oh, that's the norm now. Right. And yeah. then. You chose to not accept that as a norm and then lose the weight. So I'm proud of you for that. Um, I, I love to talk about hardships, right? Because we like we talked before we started recording, a lot of people, um, there's this weird expectation that the journey will go perfectly once you start a fat loss journey, right? That you will somehow magically be able to stay 100% on track with the nutrition, 100% on track with the training, and that nothing in your personal life or business life will come up to hinder your journey, uh, yeah. but life happens. So I'm curious, was, what are some of the, the moments that happen that you've had to overcome as you've gone to, to lose all the weight? Yeah, for sure. I mean, socializing is a huge part, right? It's like resetting expectations on that for yourself um, that it's okay to go out and, you know, have that special request. I kind of, I didn't, I was very adamant that I wanted this to be super sustainable so I wasn't going to like hide away from social events or from dinners out with my friends um because that's like it's not how I want to learn like I don't want to learn how to keep weight and lose weight off by being a recluse so very much never let it get in the way of my social life which made me have to get very comfortable very quickly with like asking for specifics but to be honest after being vegan for years I was kind of used to asking you know for off the menu meals in most restaurants we go to anyway unless we're very fortunate as you know in BC to have lots of vegan completely vegan places but Mm -hmm. that's not always where you go for socializing right so I think yeah I think um the hardship I guess that I I first came across was just you know getting confident with asking with that but then of course there's holidays and birthdays and celebrations that come along um for example uh christmas time i was very fortunate i went home to ireland um, and my mom is vegan so straight off the bat well that's so much easier than most people have it like yes a lot of a lot of stuff is out of your control but if a super supportive uh you know partner and mom so all three of us were together he my partner he does eat meat but like he also loves all the stuff that I prep and he'll just kind of put some meat on the the side for himself if he if he chooses to um and you know my mom and she was great like anything when going home to Ireland like she made sure to ask ahead I even sent her some of my meal plans and she bought in like the the right fruits and oats and stuff for me to have like my overnight and we agreed like I was gonna have my overnight oats in the morning set me up for the day and she was you know great like had all the tubs ready for me to to create those in 
And, you know, I remember telling Coach Nicole, like, it was like, it was a 10-day trip home. And I was, like, so great for, you know, five or six of the days. And then towards the end, I fell off the bandwagon. And that was nights out, right? Like, uh, there was a my, one of my best friend's weddings. There was a few things like that. So I stayed so strong for so long. But 10 days yeah. was hard to, to not fall off. But then it was just about getting back into it when I got home. And actually, funny enough, it was the first day home that I fell more off the bandwagon than before because I had my grocery set to deliver the following morning. So I'd be all set up. And um, and yeah, just like an old, old habit crept in for, you know, about three days there. And and uh, that was, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I made it, I don't think I've ever made it that successfully through Christmas period before. So um. And then other things along the way, uh, Christmas party season, right? So having three teams, four Christmas parties would work, stuff like that, you know, and then of course your girls night out with your pals and, um, you know, birthdays and stuff like that. But to your point, like nothing ever goes perfect. I, I can honestly say my, my workout adherence has been perfect. That's one thing I actually don't, think I have missed a workout since the start of the program I think I technically missed one over Christmas but it was because of the time difference uh like I missed a day like uh, flying yeah. home so, but um I I that's one thing that I I just no matter what I will keep that up even when I have you know I've had uh you know bugs and head colds and stuff like that I'll do what I can do it mightn't be as good as I wish it was but I won't miss one um but yeah, the food would probably be the biggest thing to control. And also like um, alcohol is something that comes up a lot in our conversations, in our group calls, in our group talks. And a lot of people choose to to come away from that completely, which is is great. But uh, I did not choose to do that, you know. So um, I've definitely like uh, pulled back on that and reined it in. And I wasn't a huge drinker beforehand. But like over Christmas for me, like it was like it is important for me to have those like cocktail nights out with the girls and stuff right so just to kind of build your week to allow for that and then to understand that you know you made that decision and you have to stick with that you know if that's what you're choosing to do and then get back on it the next day so I definitely think although I will like fall off every now and then I think I'm getting back on quicker than I would have before if that makes sense yeah it does well you've been on track more often than you've been off track which is yes, why you reached a goal for right? sure the more the more off track you are, the longer it takes to get to the goal, right? It doesn't make it impossible. It just, you know, if you're supposed to be on a highway and you keep taking every exit, it'll take longer to get to the end point. Um, yeah. But you were on track more often than you were off track. And um, like you said, the ability to go back faster is important, right? I yes. don't know you notice this for yourself, but at first, for some people, it takes a week to get back on track. For some, it takes two days, right? And over time, it takes a day. And then now it just takes one meal, right? We talk yes. about winning the next meal. It's like, okay, I screwed up this one. Great. I'll just win the next one. And so your yeah. ability to get back on track is increases um, as you progress. In a yeah, program. for sure. That's something Nicole's really great with too, right? Because she's been there, done that, still doing it herself, which is really, really nice to have somebody that, you know, just you really un feel understands you as your coach. And Never, ever do you feel like, oh, I can't tell her that I did this or that or the other, that I have to hide something. Because first of all, you can't hide it anyway, because your results are there one way or another. The but way it's it shows up. Like, <laughs> exactly. So it's nice to be able to, to say, like, this is what happened. And like, okay, that's okay. What are we going to do next? Right? It's like, okay. So yeah, it's definitely the, the more I the more hiccups that have happened like so I've been doing this since August and I really mm -hmm. can count on one hand how many times I've 
kind of done something like a week where I haven't really been pleased with it. I think there was only one, maybe two weeks that I went up. One was Christmas and one was my first week trying to do my own menu. <laughs> they were that's the all right. I went up. <laughs> yeah. So that's, um, that's not bad them. for for six months, right? That there was only two weeks that that didn't go exactly as planned. <laughs> Yeah. And it's part of it, right? It was a great learning opportunity for you. And now you've learned to pay a bit more awareness to, to your protein and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm, I'm curious, like there's probably a few people listening that potentially might be in the same situation as you, right. That wants to learn a bit more about plant-based nutrition that maybe are cardio cardio Queens or cardio bunnies. Um, and maybe a little bit on the junk food side, right. Is it's one of these things where it's a lot more accessible than it used to be. Like when I went mm-hmm. vegan, it was banana flavored tofu. Like that was it. That was your treat, right? There was nothing else. So now it's a lot easier to kind of go off, off track. So what would you share with someone that's on the verge of wanting to commit to themselves to transform? Yeah, it's just, just do it. Cause, um, you know, I've heard people say it, it always rings through to me, like time's going to go on anyway. <laughs> like we can sit here and talk about doing it for six months or you could start now and in six months time be like so thrilled with yourself. Um, so I think just just to take that plunge. I also hear a lot of people saying that they were nervous about the online aspect. And that was something for me. I'd like to mention that because, um, you know, when I was weighing up like the cost of the program and the fact that it was all online, it did make me skeptical to commit to that at first, but it doesn't feel like that. It actually feels like I, I would go to weigh in, in, you know, Weight Watchers. I would turn up in person and I and sit there in person for a meeting, but they weren't my people. It didn't feel always like you were part of something. Um, it actually felt quite frustrating when like, you know, you knew a little bit more about nutrition than maybe what they were pushing. And it, you know, it, you could see it was wrong, but not quite, you know, still kind of turn up because you wanted that accountability. Um, because yeah. that was more what I wanted. I wanted to have to stand on a scale in front of someone, right? But yeah, um, but you get a lot, a lot of accountability in despite it being online. You are I actually feel like I've I know people in in the tribe better than anyone I would have met in a weekly meeting that I was attending months and months on end, you know, and that uh you're all in it for the same reasons or similar reasons, definitely um I guess values aligned in a lot of, in a lot of ways too and then I was a little bit worried about the the working out aspect without somebody there to like guide your form and stuff um but I find with all the videos and how many questions you can ask that that really isn't a worry for me anymore so if anyone's thinking you know uh I'm not sure if there's going to be enough support I I definitely that has exceeded my expectations for with the program in that in that area in particular. Oh, that makes me happy to hear. Um, trying to exceed in everything that we do. And um, the online aspect allows us to do more, mm-hmm. right? It's it's when you really think of it, uh, to get a trainer and to get a nutritionist, to get someone that's going to hold you accountable, answer all your question, educate group calls in the mm-hmm. real, I would say real world, the non-online world, to get all those people to communicate together and coordinate on your game plan that's nearly impossible. 
It's hard to yeah. get your, your doctor to talk to your trainer, right? So it's yeah. really hard yeah. to coordinate everyone. So to have everything in one hub allowed us to make it way more affordable that if you went in the real world and got all these things separately, and on top of that, they're not communicating with each other. Yeah. And then it allowed us to like, you know, for us to work together. I think when you join, I was still in Los Angeles, right? That's or right. I was about to move to Vancouver and we would have, you know, never met if it wasn't for online. So it's yeah. been, it's really cool that, you know, you get to have a community, like all the members that are in the tribe are from all around the world. Um, and again, similar value, similar mission. Everyone's on the same path. Um, and it's a very supportive environment because everyone understands what it's like to be vegan, right? To some extent, yes. we're kind of like the black sheep of our group. Like there's things that like, there's inside jokes that other people don't understand that like we all get in the group. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the group chat's awesome. You know, it's, it's really nice. Like if you're, you know, you're looking for a bit of um, enthusiasm or, uh, you know, just new ideas. Like I, I like the group chat. I'm not, I don't maybe post as many photos and stuff, but I, I'm always, uh, I always enjoy reading them, but I, I, I'm really, I'm really, um, uh, into the group calls i will move my schedule around to to make as many of them as possible because they're really valuable as well yeah that, that's something that comes up often on the call the, on the on the podcast as well i don't yeah. post as often as i want to but i get great value from it there's enough yeah. people posting for everyone to get value so it's perfect yeah yeah um, I mean, just you know some people love sent putting the photos in I, i'm still not at the point where i'm i'm taking selfies in the gym but i definitely like seeing everybody else's for motivation and i'll i'll pipe up with uh, with my food meal meal prep sometimes with the photos <laughs> yeah awesome yeah and also for people listening and for members listening, there's no obligation to post in their group chat it's just there if you want to Absolutely. Right? some people feel obligated it's okay to not post in the group chat um Hey, I just want to say a massive thank you, you know, for taking the thank time you. to jump on the podcast. Um, and one thing I always like to ask, like any last words of wisdom that you'd like to share with the listeners, with, with current members or potentially future members that are listening. Just don't let yourself get daunted by it. It's, it's not that it's not hard at all. It's somebody is literally there to put the pieces together for you. Just do what you're told. And uh, before you know it, um, it'll just be second nature to you go for it. <laughs> I appreciate the words of wisdom. Um, so Faith, thank you very much for jumping on the podcast. Everyone, thank you very much for listening. And then uh, we'll see you all in the next episode. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode and would like to support, please share it with others that would benefit from it. Share it on social media and be sure to leave a five-star rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at Maxim underscore official and on YouTube at FitVegan. The links will also be in the show notes. I'll see you in the next episode.